I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <clears throat> You're listening to Guitar Nerds, so you best get your nerd on. But if you want a little more, well, we've got a Patreon. A place of such majestic wealth for any guitar player where I can drink a pint of gin and talk about John Mayer. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. That's right. Get your nerd on. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hello. And Dan Grace. Hello there. And we have plenty Did to you, so, talk. One sec. What? Did you almost say, I'm your host, Mark Packham? No, I just it, ran out of breath. It I started really, it on really a... It really sounded like you were about to say, I'm your host, Mark Packham. Uh, yeah, I appreciate there was a gap there. It was because <laughs> I'd started with an empty lung full of breath. I should have really thought thought about this a, a, a bit more, but, Joe, uh, but I didn't. Joe, are you, are you wearing Mark Packham's trainers? No, don't, don't, don't look down there. Don't look down there. These aren't, these aren't Mark, Mark Packham's trainers or, or shirt. <laughs> My haircut isn't combed like his either. What are you talking about? Anyway, this week we've got plenty to uh, plenty to talk about. There are still things trickling through post Snam, albeit I think all the super fun and cool things may have already been announced. Um, but we're super chuffed to have the the master of Fender Squire himself, Dan Grace, back on the podcast. Bonjour, hello. Um, Lovely to be here. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, I bet. It's been a pretty... I thought after last time, you know... <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, I, I bet it's lovely for it, you to be here. Well, again, I thought after last time, the court order, you know, would have prevented me from uh, from coming back. Um, uh, anyway, it's been a pretty exciting uh, few weeks for, uh, for you, Dan, because Squire have thrown out some cool new guitars. Absolutely. The uh, new Summon Air launch, the Contemporary Series. So we launched a new Jazzmaster with active pickups, an active bass in four string and five string, and... Uh, and also a passive bass guitar as well, jazz that, bass. That was a bit weird to see a passive bass turned up in what was essentially, this was an expansion of the Contemporary series. Exactly, yeah. Um, which is which is a little odd, because everything else that's been thrown out of the Contemporary series has been like EMG-style um, uh, sort of pickups and has been kind of a more metal-orientated yeah, type of thing. Yeah, I mean, the whole approach is to 
make a guitar with very modern features. So you take a look at the, the first round of guitars that were launched at Winternam, and you'll find, yeah, totally right, an active Stratocaster with a reverse headstock and a Floyd Rose trem on it. Um, but you also find that there's guitars with HSS combinations in passive form as well, as well as Tele, which is two humbuckers. And this time round, with the addition of the, the passive basses, we're still looking at a guitar with a 12-inch fingerboard radius yeah. and a high-mass bridge in metallic blue and metallic red. So they're still really modern kind of approaches, but a bit more sort of standard for players who aren't really into that all that active stuff. And they're all, they seem to be, the consistency seems to be they're all matching head caps as well. Oh, yeah. Um, all the way through. And interesting colours. This is the thing. It's like a contemporary series, so... That sort of suggests metal. What? what? It's just the way you said it's like a contemporary series. It's well, called the contemporary when that's series. That's literally what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, they're, they're, they're being marketed as the contemporary series. And, and for me, that, that, that kind of means like a shreddy guitar. Like it's a 12 inch. Yeah, it's a 12 inch radius and everything. I don't know. It's, they're active EMGs. But then it's the more colors, of a take on EMGs. Oh, well, sorry, EMG, sorry, SQRs. Mm -hmm. SQR yeah. branded pickups, yeah. yeah. absolutely. They're, um, they're just, they're not for, for purely for people who want to play metal and want to shred, stuff like that. They're for people who want a much more modern feeling guitar. Yeah. Something that's kind of a bit more comfortable to play, you know, bigger, bigger chords or to play a bit faster or maybe, but definitely not solely for people who are well into metal. No, no. Plus, I... you find so many more metal players playing white guitars now. Well, also, not just that. I think, um, you know, where were we? Three years ago when, uh, Joe, when you and Mark went to that, uh, you went to that festival, that's, what was it called? That Brighton festival, like Surf's Up or something it was called. Oh, what? The metal festival? Yeah, and it was all, it was like all Fender guitars. It was all yeah. um, tellies oh, and that's stuff. that's right. Yeah, there was like, there were quite a few ESP eclipses, but yeah. on the whole, we were looking at Jim Root tellies. Yeah. Um, and there were quite a few just like standard, like Les Pauls as well, but like passive guitars in, in the metal scene have obviously had a massive like uh, resurgence. Yeah. I think, you know, Ola England's kind of partially responsible for that, that kind of thing. Um, just because those, his washburns and then his new solo guitars have been yeah. so popular. And he was like, yeah, hardtail, or passive white, Seymour yeah. Duncan. And well, I just, I just think that um, that is a good example of Fender sort of having a license to make those guitars uh, guitars for people who play, you know, modern or heavy or technical music. People like that don't want the same sort of Telecaster that I want, but they yeah. still want a Telecaster. Well, that's it, isn't it? Do you think it was the Jim Root that changed that? Do you think it's the Jim Root that started this? I think the Jim Root has been a unbelievable success across the board. You know, for the, the Fenders, the Squires, um, all, all three shapes. They've all just been... I mean, we couldn't get enough... Of, when I was on the shop floor, we just couldn't get enough of them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I certainly think that that has been a... I think that was maybe... The, uh, the the first major model in you know in terms of a modern guitar because there's been these sort of guitars before I mean think about the Tele Elite from yeah. the 80s that was a, yeah. a similar sort of construction or even, but this is a, a lot more tasteful nowadays even from Squire because Squire did the uh, what, what were they called the, um, the Jagmasters do you remember them I used to have one of those in Silver Sparkle uh, no, you're thinking Super of the supersonic. Sonic. No, I'm not. I'm thinking of a Jaguar hardtail oh, okay. with um, two with, with two humbuckers, two in, passive uh, humbuckers. In, in Silver Sparkle, jazz, in Jazzmaster scale length. 
Um, I think if it was the Jazzmaster, yeah, 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 it was Jazzmaster scale. I didn't, th- I didn't realize that came in Silver Sparkle. Well, obviously, if you have one, then they did. I think it was maybe part of the Vista series. Mm. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah, it's a bit of an older one because the, the Jagmaster made a resurgence as part of the Vintage Modified line. I want to say maybe five years ago, um, which was a, an orange. I think it only came in or- orange. I think it was orange. Orange Sparkle. No, I don't think it was Sparkle. The, this is the one from like five years ago or so. I, I think it came in orange. With uh, with two humbuckers, but um... yeah, it's um... something about the Jim Root that I really loved. Of course, the guitar is awesome. The guitar's wicked, but the case it comes in is so cool. What, what, the the black... Fender, the specifically Fender, because there is a Squire Jim Root. The, as well. the, the Fender model right. used to come with. I'm sure it's worth. Well, pretty sure it still does actually. It comes with a, a tweed case, but it's black and white tweed. Oh, that's swag! Absolutely fantastic looking thing. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. This is, though, the Contemporary series as a whole is quite an unusual route for Squire. I think if you think about the the direction Squire's been taking over the last few years, like Vintage Modified has been an absolute cornerstone. Classic vibe Classic as vibe, well. yeah. But that was the things. Those were the things that were selling. It was like, uh, and I loved it because it meant I could get a vintage correct-ish sort of Fender-style guitar of any form and I love all the all the vintage stuff. I could get one of those for three, four hundred pounds, and that was what was. And great that's about. The, the whole point. I mean, it's with with those lines. Looking at vintage, modified, and classic vibe, it's a guitar that's accessible money wise that you're aspiring to. So you're looking at a really, exp- you know, real cool looking like '60s style Mustang, but. You know, you want to buy one. Well, actually, Mustang's a bad example because you could probably pick up one from the <laughs> 70s. There's not too much money. Well, but, you say that. I, mm, well, we saw a band up. the other week playing one that was a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. Uh, rough and ready. Though if you're looking for an old telly or even like a like a classic player telly or whatever, the, the price is kind of prohibitive to some people. Uh, of course, you work your way up the ladder. But of course, you can buy yourself a thin line telly from Vintage Modified for a fraction of the price. And it's a kind of a gateway to having those real cool looking classic instruments. But when it comes to contemporary and the more modern kind of part of Squire, it's like you say with the the Jagmaster, it's something that's been done for a while. Those more modern kind of looking guitars and in the deluxe series as well, where there's active basses, stuff like that. Um, a jazz master with an anodized plate, which is a bit more classic looking. So Wait, what's I, that? The J Mascus one? No, no, no. There's the J Mascus, which is vintage white with the anodized plate. Yeah. But there's a deluxe oh, jazz yeah, master as well. Oh yeah, of course, there's the well. red one. The, the red sort, one. It came, came out up. quite recently, didn't it? And it sort of almost no, passed us all. Last year. Yeah, was yeah, it? Yeah. This is because you spoke about this on the podcast. I did. Some yeah, time yeah. ago. Well, and it, and it simply came from the fact that um, it, it sort of disappeared, even just from like Fender's point of view because it's just a it's just a one-off guitar and it's not something you think about very often and dan you just spotted it like we're like oh why haven't we done anything with this this is like a guitar that people need to know about tell everyone about it so we just sort of yeah we just like you know dan made a bit of a song and dance of it and then all of a sudden loads started appearing which is great yeah that's it's kind of the weird thing about square at the moment is that i feel like the um (laughs) the attention is kind of moved on to these contemporary things whereas the vintage modified and classic vibe seem to be taking a step back. Like the contemporary is where all the focus is, but also like the bullet Telecaster, like the surf green bullet telly, which was probably the one of the most, probably the best looking thing you could spend 150 pounds on. Yeah. Apart from like a night out in Margate. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you're completely right. I I think, um, you know, it's, 
there's some great stuff coming out from Squire at the moment. It's it's a very like even for us, it's like it's a really exciting time. Like I mean, you know, stuff that we can't talk about, but even this morning, Dan got an email being like, "Oh, this is some stuff that's coming out next year," and we were both just like. Yes. Oh, is amazing. this the, the double neck uh, yeah. Squire telly that oh, you were telling me about? Oh, yeah. I wasn't supposed to tell anyone about that. The, Sorry. the double yeah. neck Mustang uh, Mustang telly, telly yeah. hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. But one goes one way and one goes the other. Yeah, one's, yeah. one's, yeah. A, tenor. Neck, one's a tenor. The nine neck Squire of all the pre CBS models. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh, to God, God, it. But no, like, there's just cool stuff coming out all the time. And it's just, it, it's like, Squire is such a. A dynamic and exciting brand. It's really cool. It's very fun. What a time to be alive! It's all we'll say. And but, speaking um, of a bit, what a time to be alive! Mark Packham has finally. Who? Mark Packham, previous podcast host, Mark Packham has finally announced his actual job role. Uh, that's right. He put it on the Facebook group, listeners. If you're not on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum, where Mark Packham, I nearly said group, but forum. <laughs> Don't go to, group. go to group. That's a different one. <laughs> Nothing going on there. Um, but yeah, Mark Packham's finally announced that he's going to Reverb. Yes, yeah, so which we've known about. We've known about for ages. Uh, but yeah, he, he's finally. You made... mean you've been hiding it from everyone? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he is going to be in charge of UK content and UK marketing. So yeah. But it sounds of things, Reverb are really uh, making a bit of a push for it at the moment. Absolutely. They appear to have a marketing person in and a content person in uh, most. European countries because they've, they've done really well in the US but they just hasn't seemed to well, be that's it. Yeah, a huge amount round, o- over here well for our American and European listeners Reverb is probably a much more familiar uh, concept than for our UK listeners because whilst Reverb and with has... Mark Packham at the helm that is probably how it I... will remain <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think so but uh, but I think Re- Reverb's done a fantastic job kind of elsewhere um, it's just strange that it hasn't made any impact over here but maybe well, that it, is it, just because it hasn't had a wonderful internet celebrity like Mark Pack there. <laughs> there you go it's game changer what do you think Hacker. about it Reverb in, in America has got Andy from um, from Thingy Pro Guitar Shop yeah mm-hmm. exactly he's, he's there you know in Europe you've got that, that Frank dude from Toman and over here now Mark Packham Mark Packham main man yeah it's great, Reefer. I love flicking through it. And just, you know, you can kind of set on there where you want stuff to be shipped from or where, you know, if you're in the UK, obviously you might turn off, say, America or, you know, outside of Europe if yeah. you have to get stuff shipped in, if you were serious about buying something, that is. But when I flick through it, I just turn it on for everywhere. Yeah, because you get to see all the <laughs> so best much stuff. cool stuff. Oh. It's, it's such a fantastic geek sesh having yeah. a little... Uh, the vintage browse. gear on that website is is fantastic, and there's always there's always something cool. There's always something that's either a really interesting Russian travel instrument or uh, or double necked Japanese um, dual tenor hybrid. It is dangerous, so because I end up lusting over stuff that I couldn't possibly get in the UK. Yeah, yeah, that is that is. He's gone an expensive holiday. That is the with problem. an empty guitar case. So outside of uh, Fender News, for me, this week, do you know what turned up at, uh, at GAC? The, uh, go on, what were you going to say? I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to say, Joe, what turned up this week? Thank you. Um, the new music man, um, James Valentine's. In oh, yeah, colours. I saw you were holding them up in the oh, new colours. They're so good. So uh, Tusker Red and uh, Tol- Toluca Lake. Toluca? 
Toluca or Tallulah? Toluca? Toluca. I don't know. Toluca Lake Blue, which is essentially Candy Apple Red and Pelham Blue. But, um, Pelham Blue? Is it not Lake Placid? Well, Lake Placid, whatever, it's the same colour. Uh, <laughs> it is not the same it's colour. pretty much the same colour. Are you colour blind? Um, okay. They're the same colour. They're, they're not the same colours. They are clearly. You oh. can hold both of them up side by side and they'd be very similar. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Toluca Lake Blue. Yeah, looks great, doesn't it? Came in uh, in their in their hardtail and uh, and 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 trem uh, format, but they look absolutely fantastic. I I completely love playing them. Dan Grace, you look like you're losing your mind over there. The the sparkle looks absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, there's some absolutely quality. Quality finishes, wonderful pickup configuration there. Humbucker, Music Man humbucker in the neck, and then that stacked single coil in the bridge. Basically, a tally pickup in the bridge. All there, you know, with a push push um, um, active boost on the volume control and a passive uh, tone um, push push control there as well. A completely fantastic guitar, and and you can get it in a baked maple flamed or bird's eye neck. What's everyone going to think of figured roasted maple in 20 years, do you think? Do you think that's something that will endure do you know what, the, that the was, fashion? That was actually the, the segue that I was going to give this because... Oh, sorry, mate, I spoiled it. No, no, you. no, no, you're, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Isn't it weird how everything everything's roasted and baked at the moment? You think So many guitars with roasted and they fi- do f- They maple. do feel great. Yeah. I mean, most popular guitar from Snam, most popular guitar from Snam, hands down, was the Charvel DK24 now comes with a flamed, roasted... Is it flamed? I think it's Roasted flamed. maple. Uh, I don't know if it's particularly flamed. I just think... I, I think it... Yeah, I, I don't think it's... Flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think the one, that, the one that's... You know, the ones that have been doing the rounds have ended up with, with those necks. I don't think it's a particular feature. I think if you just get one of those and you... I, I could yeah. be wrong. I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're, they're obviously the Ibanez AZs have, uh, have featured sort of flamed maple. But Music Man really started this, I kind of feel. Um... I feel like they were the first to sort of jump on the bandwagon. I think they the were one. the first, uh, the first of the sort of major companies to do it. But, you know, the, there have been boutique brands who've been doing it for a while, but I think that um, they were one of the first. And also, just think about back to is, uh, what I think is really funny is that it was only where are we four or five years ago when Gibson were doing baked maple fingerboards, and everyone was like, "This is out." Rageous. Oh yeah. well, of course. Whenever Gibson do anything, everyone's got an issue with it. Well, but, of course, you know, when yeah, Fender yeah. or Music Man, oh, it's absolutely fine, isn't it? Yeah, I've got an SG. Everyone knows what they're talking fretboard. about. Do you? Yeah, my is it my SG standard. Is it not rich? No, light? no, it's not. My SG really? standard is your white one. Yeah, my is white right, SG okay. standard is a uh, is a um, baked maple fretboard. That is surprising. What year is it? Two thousand and. <sighs> 13 is it or is it before? no it'd be before it's like 2008 2009 baked maple no it would have been 2012 I, I think when I go home we'll get it out of the case and have a look at the serial have number have a look at the first and fifth first numbers first and fifth number yeah weird. I think 2000 there's some stuff 12. it's a bit like riding a bike reading Gibson serial numbers you just you never ever could possibly forget how to read a Gibson serial number from you know from the late from the late 80s onwards why is that? Because they're always the first and the fifth number. I don't understand. So the first number is, say it's 1990-something. Oh, the first number will be nine, right. and then the fifth number will be the other, yeah, other it, year in the decade. Yeah. 
If you, you've made that sound quite complicated. I know I have, yeah. I know I have. <laughs> if, it's, if it's 1998, the first number will be nine and the, the fifth number will be eight. So and then the other numbers are all just jumbled up. 98. Oh, I understand. I, I don't at all. Do you know the uh, the other thing, the other cool thing that came in with the new St. Vincent's? Do you remember those charcoal? Oh, no, uh, you didn't come on that that thing to, it, when we went to the music man factory no it was the day before i landed yeah that's right yeah uh, the the new charcoal sparkle great name for a color the charcoal sparkle st vincent came in as well okay which is, is that a, a is it an american is it an american man american made or is it a yeah, no, uh, it's sterling a, it's a it's a full music man charcoal uh-huh. sparkle um uh, like matte black hardware um like a, a matte black scratch plate and, and pickups, double humbucker version. Okay. With a trem. And it is a roasted maple neck and headstock with an ebony board. And Lovely. I can't... The, the, the pictures, listeners, uh, that you'll be able to find online of these, unfortunately, are all kind of like front or back. So you don't get to see how incredible it looks sort of top down, just that where the, uh, where the ebony, the big thick slab of ebony board meets the roasted maple of the neck it, it looks absolutely fantastic i, I think it, of everything i've ever seen this looks like the absolute height of workmanship I'm, i've been so massively impressed with this instrument sounds fantastic as well those humbuckers sound great and the they coil split really nicely like the um the coil split positions sound really super stratty like those uh those off you know the, the sort of second and fourth strat positions they sound fantastic but what an absolutely super guitar it's a great looking sparkle as well i'm a bit obsessed with sparkle finishes at the moment i really really want to get a seafoam sparkle guitar like a telly or a jazz master maybe you well, i sent you a picture because i popped into gat last week and there's a seafoam sparkle strat uh, strat in there at the moment it looks lovely wicked. 63 i think i'm pretty sure okay i mean custom shop not yeah you know, not a custom shop no, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah, see, it's, it's lovely. It's a lovely colour. Would you not go for... I, I think if I was going to go sparkle, I'd have to go large flake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, at, at the moment, I'm at the early stages of deciding because, uh, of course, I can never make a decision. And if I jump into it, I'll end up buying another one instead yeah. of uh, making the right decision the first time. So I reckon, yeah, large... I mean, they look wicked, don't they? They do yeah. look fantastic. Coming back to St. Vincent quickly... I still think that sea breeze, that sort of greeny blue colour they do, is is the best. Oh yeah, the uh, the new, they do that in um, in their double humbucker version. It's kind of their uh, sort of sonic faded sonic blue yeah. style colour. Um, yeah, they do that as their double humbucker or as the three mini buckers. But I think it's an interesting move for Music Man anyway, just to make it a double humbucker guitar. I actually think the three mini humbuckers buckers sound absolutely fantastic. But if you're going to if you want to get people buying the guitar and trying it out, you need to give it a, a pickup configuration that people are used to. It's got to be more standard. Yeah, it really absolutely. does. And, you know, you've got no pole pieces on them and they're covered. So they already look, you know, slightly different. Yeah. But you could tell someone, no, this is like a pretty standard configuration and anyone can plug it in and use it. Exactly. It's about, it's the thing with the guitar, it's for making music. You want it to be as simple as possible. You want it to have, I personally want it to have one pickup. And one tone, con- well, sorry, one you, volume control, but you no play tone a two control. Pick up guitar. I'm thinking about taking the oh, please do pick up off it, please actually, do. yeah, so, well, because I never, I've never used it ever. I've it, had the guitar since, well, I've had the guitar four years. My custom shop, Nocaster, 
and I have never, ever, <laughs> ever used the neck pickup. But I don't understand why anyone would on a telly. I've never used a lipstick on a telly. It's all about that bridge oh. pickup. It's, it's not a lipstick. Well, sorry, the, you know, just a neck pickup. Just covered. The, I tell you what, as, as I have, um, and I realise that this might sound silly because I'm still, uh, you know, a young gun, but as I've, uh, as I've gotten older... I've got more into the neck pickup. Really? Yeah, I know. It's weird. I just I, maybe it's just like when I'm playing around at home. But like the neck pickup sounds it sounds nice. Maybe that's the issue. Is that I, normally I don't want to sound nice. But when I'm playing at home, if I'm just like plugged in, I want to sound nice. And yeah. the neck pickup sounds nice. You've lost your I, edge, man. I think maybe. as soon as you're in a band format, that that neck pickup will sound muddy instead of nice. Yeah, I think you're as right. Soon as there I is think a you're right. Bass and a drum yeah. kit along with you. That's but it. The, I, the, the whole swear thing by I love about a telly and a bridge pickup is that you can hear yourself over everyone else. Yeah, totally. It's like the, the guitar, the lead guitar is the, you know, the, the focal point, apart from the vocals in a band, you're supposed to kind of show off a bit and you get that, that telly spank and everyone knows about it. Especially yeah. if you've got like a, like a 6L6 amp or something like that that's really cranked, you can not deny the sound of that guitar, you know? Absolutely. And if you want to sweeten it up, you can just roll a bit of the tone off. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm in the market for a pit guard without a hole in it. Just do it. Just get it done. Get it well, done. Well, it can you be reversed, what? can't it? So exactly. Do you know what's happened to me? I've got really. You know, I've got like three strats now, which is. Uh, How many strats does it take to change a light bulb, Joe? Yeah, it's too many. So you've got what, the American original sixties. Yeah. You've got the classic, not oh, classic, just, like the classic, the classic 50s. Daphne blue. Yeah, that's right. What's and, your third strap? Uh, well, I've got sort of, it's not mine, but I have it sort of it, like indefinitely. Uh, my mate Tom's um, uh, Roadworn. Okay. Sunburst Roadworn oh, 50s yeah, okay. strap, okay. Um, which also sounds fantastic. But do you know what I've started doing? Because I'm always on the, uh, the funky pickup options. The out-of-phase options. The out-of-phase options. I've always been on those. And recently... The classic doesn't have that, does it? It's only three-way. No, it's a five-way. Is it? Yeah, on the classic. That's weird. I yeah, thought I, I a... thought it was a weird one as well. I think the classic player is a three-way. No, I don't think it is. Oh, maybe, really? maybe. No, I guess, I guess. Well, I can't remember. I think maybe the American Vintage came with a three-way switch, but Possibly. were loaded with a five. Because I think that who is... wants a five? Well, uh, sorry, uh, who wants a three? <laughs> who wants a three? Well, this so... is the same, isn't it? The uh, didn't the um, the American vintage tellies, uh They came with the original pickup, so with that dark, um, with the the toneless neck pickup. The neck it, pickup they came the with on. yeah. You could you could switch it to that. I, think. I believe they I th came wired like that, and you could switch it to conventional. Maybe, maybe. I, I I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember now. Mm. That's not the case anymore, for sure. No, mm. no, sure, sure. But yeah, do you know what I've, I've recently discovered just using the bridge pickup? Yes, yeah, good. <laughs> on, on, on a strap. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this, this sounds great. I've always thought they sounded a bit thin, but now I'm like, oh, this is, this is fantastic. <laughs> Hang on, you like a strap, but you've never done that before. That's no, I thought like it the was, best sound. I, I know, think. I thought it was unusable. I thought it was just like really, really trebly, but now I'm like, oh, this is actually I used, to, I used to have a great Japanese strap that I had wired in series. So you could have the the bridge neck and bridge and the neck yeah, on at lovely. once uh, as a humbucker, and it just sounded so great. Yeah. I was really into Biffy Clyro at the time. And do that's they do what that? they used to do, or yeah. is, the, is it just humbucker they use? I thought no. he was all about he, the bridge pickup and series, oh. all about the series. Oh, cool, Sweet. very cool. So I think the way he has is is bridge and middle in series. Right, okay, ah, 
That's cool. So humbucker. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Basically. Yeah, yeah. The same thing, but you you know, you can choose if you get a totally yeah, different course, tone if course. you have the neck yeah, versus yeah. the middle on the bridge. Anyway, we have natted on for long enough, so I feel like it is about time for some news. You're listening to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. This is the news. You've just put the jingle in, haven't you? I just put the jingle in. Shall I do the jingle again now? You're listening to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. This is the news. No. I've just done two jingles. <laughs> See, you can't stop the jingle. That's right. I've actually got jingle options for news as well. I could play this one. News. <laughs> but uh, but we'll stick with the original. We'll stick with the original for now. So anyway, uh, diving headfirst into some news. First up, Dan. Um, let's start with you. There's been uh, a rather interesting and quite unique uh, release from Karma Amps this week. Yes, the uh, the twenty T amp kit, which looks real cool actually. And th- that's the thing, is it an amp kit? An amp kit, yeah, a flat packed amplifier kit. So you buy it, and you can't really go straight down to the show with it. It's uh, usually, <laughs> you know. If I've bought a new piece of gear, if I bought a new amp, something as important as actually set up, I probably would do a practice with it before I took it to the show. <laughs> but, but with this, you have to put it together yourself. Um, so the whole idea is that it's, um, it's kind of based on uh, a few players who have gone into the studio and, you know, you get that little boutique amp in the corner of the studio that hardly anyone touches. Um, in this case... Uh, inspired by Gibson GA20T. Um, my amp of choice of uh, the little boutique corner is uh, Tone King Imperial. Okay. I absolutely love the things. But with this, based on a GA20T from the late 50s, um, and it's 12, 25 watts um, with 6V6 or 6L6s. You don't, apparently, you don't need to bias when you change the tubes either. It's self-biasing. Uh, a tube rectifier as well, um, tremolo in there. Looks really, really cool. Yeah, and and there are there are a few options as well because you, you can buy it flat. Pack. You can buy it pre-assembled as well. Oh, you wouldn't though, would you? You'd yeah. want to you want to put it together yourself. Exactly. And That'd I be think great. it's twice the price as well. Yeah, it's quite yes. a lot more it's money. Like sub sub a thousand dollars, isn't it for the for, for the, the for the flat pack yeah, yeah. version? For the I kit. think that's cool, man. People should do more kits because, of course, those like cheap like uh, sort of tele kits. Have been available, you know. You, you've been able to get those for about the last decade. They've been like cheap, sort of. And Martin do it with guitars as well. Yep. You can you can buy a. Do uh, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you can, can buy, buy a D twenty eight kit. Oh, that sounds dangerous. An unbranded D twenty eight kit. Oh, is it unbranded? Yeah. I didn't realize it's well, unbranded. They wouldn't have Martin written no, in the No, of course, no, no, no. Built by uh, my mate Mick in his <laughs> shed. <laughs> yeah, it's a Mick Martin. <laughs> Um, I tell you what's uh, this is kind of a bit of a tangent but whilst I was over in Nashville I went into Carter Vintage Vintage Guitars and they actually had two uh, Gibson GA20s from the early 50s just in the shop they weren't weren't even in the high end room and I tell you why they weren't in the high end room because they were well cheap Um, you could buy a 1951 GA20 for $1,000 do you know what I mean like that that amp is that amp is sixty years old. Probably still Nearly works. Nearly seventy as well. years old, 
and it yeah and it did still work it's crazy but anyway it's um yeah i think that's a testament to that amp that they've survived that period of time and you know now you can they can get your own one for a thousand dollars interesting thing about this karma uh build yourself amp is that um it has the highest quality parts sourced in the usa but only where possible <laughs> so some of the parts are not sourced in the U or sourced in the USA as well. That's, you know, debatable, isn't it? Though you're right, it's double the price if you want it pre-built. Yeah. And I think half the fun of something like that is taking a bit of time when you get home after work to put it together yourself and figure out how this yeah, stuff works. Yeah, but what if you mess it up? It's not like we're talking about an, 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 an Ikea cabinet, you know, whereas, yeah, you can sort of, oh, if you miss... You, you knock at the corner or you hammer something in wrong, you're like, well, it was a 50-quid wardrobe. We're talking about a £1,000 yeah. amplifier. And a bit of an electric shock. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you see a lot of, um, like, uh, Marshall 1974, you know, 18-watt amp uh, kits and stuff like that on the market, which looks so much fun. I guess you have to be the type of person with a little bit of experience and bit like me you need to be stupid and a little bit too ambitious see i'm definitely not that person at all like i realize that it's a it's a big saving but i'm i'm definitely not because what would happen is i would buy this and um then as opposed to having an amp that i got for half the price what i would have is a uh, a box with um some stuff in it that you could make an amp with uh <laughs> that i paid a thousand dollars for just in the corner of the room that's what would end up happening and uh, you know I, I you can buy a box for uh, like a quid if you want you don't have to spend a thousand mate i've moved house recently i've got loads left oh, if you want to have one yeah you can have one yeah um, They've got some stuff that I don't want in as well. You can have that. <laughs> yeah, quality. Um, so one thing I do think is quite interesting about this is, uh, you know, it, it, it is $1,000 cheaper to get it. I've closed the tab now, so I can't go back to it. Um, it is $1,000 cheaper to get it without, uh, without it being pre-built. And I think that that is a really uh, interesting thing to think about because what they're saying here is you can buy this amp without us doing the work for $1,000 uh, less so they value their time at a thousand dollars and that i think is something that's worth bearing in mind when you're looking at other um point to point well, not just not just that just like other stuff that's made in america you know a large percentage of the uh of the the cost of something is the labor and you know, and that that's that's one of the things that's always kind of irked me is when people say oh it's too expensive it's too, this this guitar oh what this guitar's made in America it's too expensive it's like well yeah but it's because someone's been paid quite well being paid quite well to make it is the end of the day you know it's it's a skilled uh, profession and you know you're you're paying for someone's time it's not just bits and bobs it's yeah. um it's, it's I I think it's interesting oh, and 100%. this is a great alternative because being a thousand pounds cheaper if someone's sort of irked about the fact it costs too much money because it's made in America, they can say, well, here's the bits, put it together yourself. Well, totally, totally. And, you know, it's, you're right. It's, it's for a certain type of person. Personally, I would love to have a bash well, at that. You, you were saying before we were doing this podcast that you're going to try and build your own cabinet. I'm going to make... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. My own 4 by 10 sort of basement style cabinet, yeah. Just out of wood that I'm going to buy in Wix. <laughs> I'll report back on it though. Yeah, that's... So, you know, we've been, uh, we watched a few videos and uh, I've, uh, I've made a few plans and read through the internet, a few basic woodworking skills. I'm sure it'll be all right. What, uh, what colour are you going to Tolex it? I'm going to Tolex it black, like a, like a boring person. Right, OK. Um, I, I've, I've a really old Fender basement head that I'd really like it to match. Ah, I see. And so uh, that's kind of half of why I want to do it. But the whole thing is I want four by ten, four ten-inch speakers rather than the the 212 that I've currently got. So I need that, that grit, that real bassy sound when you mic them up is what I'm after. Super unique. Um, speaking of cabs, we were actually, our, our new Guitar Nerds cabs are well on their way. We got um, Matt put a picture update of them. When you say our new Guitar Nerds cabs, what you mean is Matt's new cabs. Yeah, but Matt's cabs that are coming to live at the Guitar Nerds studio. Oh, are they? I thought they were just for him. No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he paid for it on the uh, Guitar Nerds credit card as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. I've not, uh, I've not seen that invoice come through yet. <laughs> probably, probably not. <laughs> but yeah, we're, well, Matt's having a couple of uh, Zilla cab um, uh, shell pink 112, two 112... Shell pink Zilla cabs. There's a stripe on them as well, isn't there? An oh, offset stripe is by it, the look of is it. Is there yeah. really? Oh, so good. They're, They're going to be great. They're going to be the ultimate demo cabinets. My one criticism um, is I always thought Matt's rig was supposed to be completely unplayable, but two 1x12 cabs is seems quite sort of portable. I think it's because he actually wants to be able to turn stuff on in his bedroom, which is where his... It's probably the neatest, best looking and most ridiculous rig setup I've ever seen. And it literally lives next to his bed. It's such a massive waste of uh, incredibly cool equipment that I'm sure, you know, he, you know, he probably turns up no louder than a, a 10 watt practice amp, which is a shame. Should get him a little uh, front man. 
from Anten. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, moving on, and another cool thing that's come out that was actually pointed out on the on the podcast Facebook group, Bayang Live Master. That's right. Carrying on on the theme of um, of like modular effects, because last week we were talking about what was that? What was that brand called? Nexi. Nexi and uh, Modal. Yeah. Yeah, Nexi and Modal. Modal, who we saw at, uh, or you saw at Summernam, yeah, um, who released a uh, like a dual uh, effects switch where you could change the control parameters of it, but essentially it was boosts and drives. It was kind of limited to that sort of. Uh, yeah, at the moment, yeah, yeah. There weren't, there wasn't a modulation or delay. Not yeah, but I did ask them about that, and they said it was coming. But no, that that yeah. that certainly would be cool. And Nexi, who make a waterproof. Um, uh, sort of modular um, clip-on effects unit, which which I absolutely love. Someone in the uh, in the group pointed out to me the Bayang Live Master, which I think we may have mentioned before. Oh my god, it might be the coolest thing in the world. It's certainly the most affordable way to make a modular effects unit. So um, there are a few places in the UK, UK listeners, where you can buy a uh, Bayang Live Master. I'm sure there are there are plenty in uh, Europe and the States as well. But uh, you can choose their, um, the actual unit that you're going to be, the switcher, essentially, that you're going to be patching into. You can choose between their LM4, LM7, and LM10. I'm sure you can get the impression of how many switches you're going to have available on, uh, on each of those. And then you can choose um, the effect units. They do individual modules that you can then load in, and they have everything on there. There's, uh, there's tuners, delays, tremolos, flanges distortions you know uh, crunch fuzz you know compressors um the big fuzz delays delay reverbs there's one called the metal end as well which is a double a double foot pedal but that i mean that looks absolutely fantastic even amp switches and uh, and loop pedals can be uh, can be locked in there but there's a cool range of awesome stuff all the pedals at 80 pounds a pop the board, the um, or, or actually, are they? Sorry, uh, all the pedals are like thirty pounds a pop. Sorry, uh, uh, around that and, thirty quid. Yeah, and the board is eighty pounds. Yeah, the the, uh, the they they vary a little bit. The most expensive is about thirty three pounds, <laughs> and um, and the uh, you know the cheapest is about twenty three pounds. Oh, sorry, no, the reverb's fifty nine. That's the most expensive. And the board, when you say it's eighty pounds, that's for the biggest one. The, yeah, the smallest one is. Is about 50 quid. Exactly. This is cool. This is the coolest little modular board. I I absolutely love this. I love everything about this little setup. This is a cool way to have all the cool stuff about like about um, digital effects in a physical analog format. What a, what a wicked thing to be able to get and to be able to do for realistically less than 250 quid this this actually is very very neat i think this is a very i, I mean we'd have to see how good everything sounds but i i do think it's uh it's a cool concept did you I, sorry i sort of uh tuned out not tuned out well yeah tuned out but i was uh <laughs> only because i was reading uh some of the other bits and bobs you can get with this did you mention the loop module uh, I did only briefly. I mentioned that you could get one. That's really really cool. As well as uh, so basically, you can add an effects loop at any point in the chain uh, to bring in one of your other pedals, um, and it's got DC out, so you can power. Oh, the, that's cool. You can power that pedal 
with that through the uh the uh the 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 live master itself very very neat very very cool little system i am worried and that- i think i think the thing is is that with the pedals being this price this is a better way to go about this than something like the Nexi, which yeah. were a bit more money. Nexi is an investment, I agree. Like you're looking at 450 quid to get like a to get a proper sort of Nexi uh, Nexi board and pedals, whereas this you can do for very very affordably, which is nice. Although I do wonder if there might be some cease and desists going on in the near future on some of these modules. Like if you look at the fonts and colours used for specifically their tremolo and flanger, there is a they are very boss. I mean, that that tremolo is literally the boss font and the boss green of the tremolo, um, and they've got they've got a few others that are f- sort of following suit. There's a, you know one of their overdrives is very obviously a tube screamer. I mean, you know, I think uh, we I should do the uh, the 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 Mark Packham uh, disclaimer here and say that uh, the thoughts of uh, Joe Branton do not necessarily uh, represent Guitar Nerds Limited um, and uh, if uh, anybody's going to sue anybody they should sue Joe Branton personally as yeah. opposed to Guitar Nerds Limited why, Here's why his address is on the uh, his address comes up on the screen now if we were <laughs> on TV Dan uh, Grace now this just quickly on this Bayang for someone you know just starting to kind of get into playing guitar or someone who's just wanting to start playing with a few effects or whatever, that'd be so perfect because you're not splashing too much money on it, but it looks like it worked pretty good. Yeah. Better than my, slightly better than my old Zoom back in the day. Well, I agree. I think the effects... Trumpet player stood on it and it it snapped. They were plastic. They were plastic, yeah. That was the problem. Much better being made out of metal now. Do you know, a a listener sent us a uh, 505... um, recently and uh, I, I really want to do some videos on it and I really wanted to um, to try and make some really good sounds to, to sort of just <laughs> gin, <laughs> I wanted to make so, it sound really good. have you good. been smoking Joe? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah it doesn't work uh, unfortunately. <laughs> it doesn't so, work? Have you no, got the right yeah. power supply and everything? Oh maybe it needs a different power supply. I don't know. Honestly what is this? I was just this using podcast a one is literally spot. called Guitar Nerds like you shouldn't need a, a, a wonderful guest here to be like try a different power supply mate like literally the but most I was just the using most a one bone idle question from Eddie you've been out of a guitar <laughs> shop too long that's what this is. Yeah, Joe probably. I'm into acoustics and even I know about power supplies. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was the right power supply. Do you know what else we've got which is really cool? We've We've got the Zoom 4040. Um, a friend of the uh, of the podcast has given me a Zoom 4040. Are you aware of what those are? I'm not. No. Okay. So the Zoom 4040 was a um, uh, it was a multi effects in much the same way as a as a as a maybe a Boss ME, maybe like the ME 70 or something like that. So multiple. Um, multiple switches and two expression pedals, one for volume and one for wah, um, mid mid sort of 80s proper, you know, it, one of those pedals that's got like written down all the lists of sounds that you get because there's no display screen. You just have to sort of look at what number is representative to what sound. They look like what people thought the future would be like yeah. in the, the late nineteen eighties. When Tron was happening in the cinemas, yeah, it's uh, yeah, an, an absolutely remarkable piece of kit, which is capable of some really super weird, kooky sounds. But yeah, what an uh, 
Is there a helicopter sound in it like the uh, the old Yamaha keyboards, Casio keyboards? Oh, I wonder. They're, they're, I'm Should sure be. there is. I, I, you I could would probably like to find a way. There, there must be a way. So Fender have uh, have announced their latest guitar in the this uh, sort of parallel universe series that they are flogging, uh, as it were, over uh, since since January, since since Winter Nam, when uh, when these all got announced. But for the first time, I'm actually quite excited about one of them. Whilst they were all announced, for some reason, we're talking about one every month for the rest of the year. But the new uh, the Fender Troublemaker Telecast is the new one. Yeah, the latest edition, a real uh, rebellious guitar, cool looking thing. So they are uh, a bound telly, so telly shape with a telly deluxe headstock. Um, we've got an American pro neck uh, with a big headstock on it, like I say, with a nine and a half inch radius, two long range style humbuckers and stop tail bridge um, coming in two different colors. A, uh, Pelham, uh, sorry, ice blue metallic, not definitely not Pelham blue. Um, Easy now. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry so about you that. You got a bit sorry. of a cough. Oh, a bit of a cough there. Sorry, mate. Uh, and an uh, iced T burst as well with a flame top. Real cool looking guitars. Obviously, kind of in the vein of the, you know, of a of a strong competitor yeah, of, you know. the, of the. Company. I don't know what you're talking Jay, about. Jay, we talked about this a little bit last week. We touched on it because the, the Reverb did an article on uh, on Tele Les Paul hybrids. Um, yeah, I knew we'd talked about it. I couldn't remember where it was. Was that on? Uh, did we do that on the Patreon? I think it was. I was, I was trying to. Uh, I was trying to remember where we where we talked about it. I yeah, yeah remember. potentially. So, but yeah, it's it's a, a fantastic guitar, and, and what a wonderful blend of of like two super cool guitars as mm. well. It's a nitro finish as well, so uh, it's the kind of guitar that's going to age real nice. Do you know if the other things in the Parallel Universe series have been nitro finished? I think so. I think everything is because I guess because they are of that price point, aren't they? They yeah. are pretty top end. Which I thought was unusual. To be honest, when the Parallel uh, Universe series got announced, I assumed we were talking about seven, eight hundred pound Mexican builds because that seems like the obvious place to build these and the obvious price point to put such weird guitars out. This is like nothing in the Parallel Universe is ever going to be anyone's first guitar. It's always, no, 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 no. It's a it's a collector's guitar. It's a guitar for someone who's looking for something a bit different, something a bit quirky. So it's it. I, I thought it was strange that they've put them so much towards the top end of their price point. But um, yeah. well, you know, I think that that's the thing is that these guitars aren't aren't going to be somebody's first guitar. It's for someone who wants a. Uh, whenever Fender bring out anything, there there are two camps. If there's um, if it's something like uh, you know, for example, when the players came out, when the the, the player series came out, the the first thing on everyone's first thing everyone said was well why are you doing something like boring like this this isn't exciting this is boring what what you're doing and so you bring out something interesting and different like the parallel universe and everyone says well this weird. isn't a telly this isn't a strat so you know it's 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 for people who are uh, somewhere in the middle of those that's that's what that's the the theory behind the series anyway yeah yeah absolutely um, it's a fantastic looking guitar I mean, the, the one that I'm really, really looking forward to is the Meteora. The Meteora, I yeah, I think that's going to... No spoilers, we'll talk about that when it's when it comes oh. out. I think that one's going to divide the podcast, the, the Meteora. Definitely. Yeah, there'll yeah. be the people who are correct, who like me, uh, who's got one on order, and then there'll be everyone else. <laughs> I haven't got one on order. 
Can I just borrow yours for a bit? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Job done. So Moore have added to their multi-effects range. It seems like we're talking about Moore every other week at the moment. It seems like that company just keep releasing effects pedals, whether it's... Well, what was it last week? They released... Um, a power amp head, like a, a, yeah, a rack yeah. mount amp power head. Amp and, uh, and cab. And a cab, yeah. a vintage 30 single 12 cab yeah. to go with a couple of new preamps. Well, following that that sort of line of uh, of pedals that, well, it's not really that line of pedals that do everything, but they have been expanding their multi-effects range as well. Certainly the power amp went very well with their GE200, which is their version of the Helix, which I actually think sounds really good. If you can get around the controls being, um, uh, yeah, having fewer foot switches than a Helix, then I think the GE200 is a wonderful choice. But Moore have introduced the Black Truck, which is uh, which is a, a a revamp, as it were, of the of the Red Truck. So I wonder if they're discontinuing the Red Truck and replacing it with the Black Truck. The Black Truck is no longer actually shaped like a truck there was like a truck graphic on the red truck and this is i think that's a shame but maybe this it's is... also it you know stops it looking like something from toys r us well, yeah there is sort of a truck shape on it if you look at it that it looks like the front bit is the window of the truck and then and the foot switches yeah, are, are the wheels so there's one of those things where like if if you had looked at like what you need to do is get a red truck and look at it really intently without closing your eyes for like a minute and then close your eyes and then quickly look at the black truck so i turned away from the mic um then it will be there yeah exactly so so the um so do they do one made out of lego it does it looks pretty legoy i'm i'm actually really into this as a concept uh, i think this is this is great it's really really cool i think uh, actually i think this is probably better than the red truck yeah well the the cool thing about um the, you know the good thing about this is multi effects do work better when they've got rotary controls because it's just it's easier for anyone to to use on the fly fly being the word because this is very much in the same vein as the tech 21 fly rigs um so so what you get on the on the black truck is all, all on rotary controls uh, you get an overdrive, high gain, EQ, modulation, and space, um, as well as a, a tap tempo, which is also a hold for, for tuner button. The EQ is done on, on traditional fader-based sort of EQs. Um, the high gain seems to be kind of just like a, a an in, interesting sort of gated preamp, which is... Uh, which which is quite weird, like quite a weird thing to give its its own foot switch to. Like I, I would have had a separate modulation foot switch because of course the modulation foot switch has three rotaries, but then you're you're sweeping through um, all your uh, you know between sort of a phaser, a tremolo, and a flanger. Um, the the overdrive doubles up as a compressor. You can add a compressor in as part of the overdrive, and the space obviously deals with um, with both delay and reverb all on one switch. Which again, you could have separated out, I guess. But man, this is this is a great shove in the front of your gig bag. This will get you out of every wedding gig you'll ever do. Yeah, and I imagine it's more affordable than the uh, than the Tech Twenty One. Well, and also like the like we like the red truck, and like we've been saying. Uh, is the issue with the fly rig 
uh, you, this has got an effects loop as as does oh, the has red, it? yeah it does yeah as does the red truck of course right. as well um so uh before the modulation and after your eq exactly the same design as the red truck but um i don't mean to uh, i don't know if you've seen a picture of i, I don't mean to uh i apologize for making this uh, a podcast for joe and dan listeners but i don't know if you've seen it oh, with I the, haven't seen it lit up. With oh, the lights goodness. on the lights on okay. look absolutely incredible so most of the lights are like a green led um, with LEDs around the uh, circumference of the fo- of the foot switch, and the tap tempo is a uh, is a purple LED. It looks absolutely wicked. Multicolored LEDs. Seeing those lights yeah. on, Joe yeah. is right. That's a, a true function band musician's totally, dream. Totally. Because you can see it when things go totally wrong. You can lean down and turn the knob, and then you're back in the game again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I, th- I think this looks great. And as I say, I'm in fact I'm not even going to say it. Like more, keep doing great stuff. Good on them. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that does it for news. We're coming up to the end of the podcast, but I have really, really desperately wanted to use the questions jingle, which I'm going to use now. Oh, for crying out loud! Now. For crying out loud. There has to be a gap for me. For crying out loud. You can't just keep speaking. Oh, for crying out loud. I'm just going to do it now. I'm just going to cut you off. Questions. So we, should, uh, we could sample sample Jay saying for crying out loud and you could have that as a jingle we, there you go we, we could well keep it in house we're only going to get time to do uh, probably a single question so I am tempted to skip right through to one of the uh, one of the longer questions that we've had this week uh, on the submitted to us unwittingly by our, our Facebook group facebook.com forward slash Facebook forum Facebook forum <laughs> guitar nerds forum Damn it. I'm still getting the hang of this. Um, Robin Smith uh, has... Uh, long-time listener. Long-time listener. Has First-time asked, contributor. <laughs> has asked people <laughs> to copy and paste the list that he has provided um, into their reply and point out their favourite model from each company. And he's given us a list of guitar brands. So I thought between the three of us, we could discuss what our favourite model is from each of these brands. Now, the brands consist of Fender, Gibson, Gretsch, Ibanez, Charvel, Eastwood, Dan Electra, Chapman, Reverend Jackson, ESP, Music Man and Schecter. Quite an eclectic taste, missing out some essentials and also including a couple of real oddballs. So um, it'd be interesting to sort of go through them and see if uh, any of us can actually name anything in the uh, ESP lineup. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, starting with Fender, that's a a big point of of contention because I would certainly... I would certainly have thought the quintessential Fender is the Stratocaster. Do you not think the Stratocaster... Would you not agree that the Stratocaster has contributed more to to rock and roll history than the Telecaster? Um, I think that you are looking in completely the wrong direction. And I would say if I was forced to pick one instrument from the Fender catalogue as my absolute favourite, it would probably be... Don't say the Meteora. The Precision Bass. I think that the Precision Bass has contributed more to rock and roll music than any other instrument of all time. I mean, it's definitely... Nothing has dominated... You, you you think of the the difference between sort of guitar and bass like Fender literally must have ninety five percent of the market share of of bass guitars between the jazz bass and the precision bass yeah 
Um, I don't now, know. It's if, probably not that high, I actually, actually. I actually don't know if the P-Bass has it anymore. I, over, you know, I, I think I see more jazz basses live than I see P-Basses these I, days. No, I think precision bass... Do you play is in a, punk bands, and I think punk's the last bastion of I the P-Bass. I think it more generally just in music. I think the precision bass is yeah, such you, a popular Yeah, you play in math bands, which is people who are trying to be uh, uh, mate, non-conformist. It, no, no, no. So math, they're going for the second most popular bass of all uh, time. No, it's not that. Honestly, math band bassists have the worst taste yeah, in I instruments. Bet, there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, custom-built six strings yeah, going of course on. It is. Except there's a lot of tasteless stuff. Six-string um, acoustic fretless basses. Like, I am... I am Because at the moment, I'm playing my... Uh, I'm playing my 60s, uh, my lacquer. The, do you remember the Mexican lacquer finish they did? Like, not live, you're not playing that, are you? Yeah, yeah. Sorry? Oh, uh, no. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you only use your... Uh... My Stonefield's actually in the shop. It's getting fixed at the moment. Oh, yeah, okay, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a good get, little it's, get out there. It's, well, it's true. It has a floating wooden bridge, and it doesn't survive very well when I try and smash it through drum kits and stuff. Okay, yeah, so, good. Uh, okay. Whereas, my, the, whereas the, the Lekker jazz bass does, and that's got, like, ashtray covers on it and sung with flats. No, no, it's not. It's, uh, it's Sunburst. Sunburst jazz bass, strung with flats, but... You know, I'm an oddity in that. Like the rest of the math band, there's a lot of yeah, a lot of weird stuff going on. But nonetheless, I think I see more. I think you see on like the pop and rock scene, you see more jazz basses than you do P basses these days. I'm not sure I agree actually, but you know, we have to wrong. agree to disagree. I, I still think the precision bass is the best bass guitar of all time. I just don't happen to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. I have a very good one, but I don't play it. So, but you, um, yeah, I, I. Do you know though? I personally, if I had to choose one guitar forever, forever and ever, Be I would pick a telecaster, a telecaster, obviously. But I completely agree with you, Jay. The instrument that's had the biggest impact, not just on guitars, on rock and roll music, but music, full stop, is the precision bass. I think so. I, I think, think we so. do have to stick with guitars. Okay, for fine. For the sake of guitar nerds. In that case, uh, the uh, telecaster. I do agree that I think <laughs> that's better. I think the Telecaster is a better all rounder. I will give you that. Yeah. But I think more important things have been done off the back of a Stratocaster. Okay. But certainly more complex instrument. You know, there's more going on with the the, the tremolo in there, stuff like that. It's got more inventions within it. Yeah. But the Telecaster, the purest form the of the electric guitar. Best. I agree. If you bolted want... on neck with you know one one pickup is all you need. Of course, and a, an ashtray bridge. It's it's just. I it agree. Can't, I think if, if you want something that literally does everything and will get you out of every situation, there will yeah, never sure. be anything ever that will come close to the Telecaster. Uh, Keith Richards, for example, any situation he had to hit someone around the head with it, didn't he? <laughs> <At> some stage. <laughs> so Don't okay, me. so we're going for the Fender Telecaster Gibson. Uh the best so hang on what's the question your favorite model from that company body shape uh the, the in that case super easy double cut you're going double cut junior you think Les Paul junior over, double cut, over an Les, sg double cut Les SG over junior. an sg of an course SG junior. sgs no. are so cool no they're not you're right dan grace i right i have uh, i have a love for both there the sg juniors are absolutely fantastic but the perfect guitar is the Les Paul Junior single cut. cut. Single cut. Junior what are you talking about? Cut. Single cut now, every day of the week. The reason is you're just being needlessly. You're being needlessly uh, rant on here. That's what this That's is. No, single cuts are cooler. They're not cooler. Double cuts are much cooler. Johnny Thunders. 
need I say any more? Plus, when you play an SG Junior, they tend to wobble about a bit. If you jump around on stage, you, you can get some cool effects out of bending the neck and stuff like that, but it's too well, much. Only, only to the, the snaps. Too uh, much. Yeah, the, Tim, the guitarist in my band, plays an SG Junior, and uh, he's actually having the uh, bridge relocated further down the body. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't go out of tune so <laughs> yeah, much. Just so it doesn't, so he's not constantly, and I mean constantly, and he plays with 13s, so he's not constantly um, retuning halfway through a song. So I, I would definitely go with Les the, Paul Junior okay. Double Cup. Fine. One P90 oh, in, yeah. 100% I don't know, P90. TV White is a rather nice colour. One of the custom short ones so they did in the last few years. Clearly a Sunburst single cut, but I will concede the Double Cut is also a very, very cool guitar. Gretsch, we're moving away from something so obvious. Also, I think anyone would be hard pushed to actually name the incredibly dull number-based names that, uh, that, that Gretsch tend to go for. We're we talking about can name many of them. Yes, you can name the penguin or the falcon. Uh, no, I can name. I can name. Duo jet. Yeah. Sixty-one. Okay. Sixty-one twenty is the uh, the country gent. I think. Oh, that's impressive. Uh, Fifty-four twenty is the uh, electromatic version. Fifty-four twenty-two. If you want the double cut. Sweet. Uh, Ninety-one twenty-six. I think is a streamliner. I think I only know. I really the- like serial numbers. The I find two, model numbers. The two 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 zero is the short scale single cut bass. Okay, that's the only one I know. Okay, do you know? What? I realised the other day that I used to own a Gretsch guitar. Yeah. Like, uh, um, I played guitar in a punk band for a bit when I was like seventeen, eighteen. <laughs> okay. Oh, the Flying Squirrels. Uh, four dead squirrels. Four dead squirrels. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I totally forgot. I remembered the other day when I was thinking about it. I owned a. And I bought it because at the time Tom DeLong was playing a single pickup. Um, ES-333. No, he hadn't moved on to that yet, I don't okay. think. I think he was still on his strap. But I was obsessed with single bridge pickup guitars, and they were actually quite hard to get at the time. Yeah. Um, and there was like an electromatic single Gretsch pickup in the bridge. Uh, and it was like it was like a bolt-on Gretsch, but like single Gretsch pickup in the bridge in black. And it was absolutely fantastic. It was the best guitar ever, and I've no idea what it was. I haven't been able to re- remember its name or find it since. But oh, there we go, classic guitar. I think it was less than two hundred and fifty quid. Banging, banging instrument. But anyway, what, what would you go for, Gretsch? If you've got to pick one, see, you're saying that oh, I dare you to remember all the model numbers, but I don't need to remember the, all the model numbers because the best one is a black penguin. So the the black penguin, which uh, explain what the black penguin is. That's a a, a, a larger. So it's a hollow body model, uh, single cut. Is it a, is it a large jazz body version or is it was no, it smaller? It was no, one of the smaller ones. Much smaller, much well, similar to kind of a Les Paul kind of size, really. But a little hollow. bit bigger with an armrest as well, and all of the bling. So gold hardware. Um, the proper gold falcon headstock decal well, on there as well. But you've you've said it there. Why why would we not say if we're talking about the ultimate Gretsch, would we not say the White Falcon? No. Surely the White Falcon is is again like the, the biggest contributor to sort of rock and roll. Is that that's not the point of this though, is it? No, I guess not. It's, Contribu- it's, our I it's just our yeah, favorite, like your favourite model. Uh, I guess so, I guess so. But uh, I, I would have just thought, sort of, as we're being a little more synonymous with our choi- choices, I would have thought that the White Falcon, as it's offered so much, is, is, is kind of an obvious way to go. Now, they're real cool. I've always preferred those 
newer double cut. Um, oh, the shallow body white yeah, falcons. Yeah, yeah they... I think some people might consider that a bit sacrilege, but I just find them much easier to play, and they're loads more fun. Who the... who was the dude? What was the name of the dude from uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Flea. No, the other one. John Frusciante. John Frusciante. Have you ever seen him trying to play a white falcon? Because he has one that he used to switch. Because he had a, a telly and a strat, a sunburst telly, a sunburst strat, and a white falcon. He plays it in one of their really famous videos. Yeah, yeah, he probably does. He looks like he's really struggling to actually get his hands around the instrument. He looks like he's about four foot tall <laughs> in that video. Yeah. Um, though, yeah, I mean, for me personally, they look awesome, white falcons. They look absolutely fantastic. Personally, I'd have a black falcon. Because right. I think they're way cooler. But at the end of the day, I'm talking about something that would be really playable, something real easy, something that would that I would actually use. Yeah, the so penguin's definitely modernised. It's, it's, it's fallen into sort of a modern player's feel a well, lot it's, better. It's still a 50s, 50s model. I just mean it's, you know, jazz box style guitars. You can't drive them. You know, you can't you can't use them. You can't play them loudly, especially feedback everywhere. To, exactly. So yeah, certainly the penguin does a better job of that. Um, gentlemen, we have actually way run out of time, so we're going to have to continue <laughs> this list in uh, in the Patreon, where also um, we uh, we we did want to talk about simple setups as well. Now that we've had a ton of uh, questions asked both on the Instagram and on the Facebook group. So we, I might try and get around to some of those questions, but it'd be great if we could talk about simple setups this week. We will also continue Robin Smith's uh, question over in the um, in the Patreon itself. But uh, but yeah, that is it from us here on the, uh, on the regular guitar podcast. Um, we will be continuing over in the Patreon episode where for as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode. Ad-free and early, $5 a month gets you an extra half an hour every week, plus access to bonus features, mini-series such as Branch and Rant, and $10 a month makes you one of our executive backers, granting you access to everything already mentioned, plus the prestigious honour of having your name read out in one breath by me. <clears throat> Are we ready? Yeah. Are you going to... Uh, oh, we haven't got the names. you got oh, the names. On. I've got the names, mate. I'm ready, okay. I'm ready now. Yeah. I'm ready now. Okay. okay. I just need some backing music. Why don't you just put a jingle over it? <sighs> okay, I will. <laughs> no, don't. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> Okay, I'll do something. I'll do something. Okay. Ready? Uh, yeah. Do you want um, to do like a little little jazzy beat and I'll... Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Okay. okay. Some trumpet over the top or something. A two, a one. Scott Hamilton, Ivor John Mercus, Marin Peters, Golden Richard G. Richard III, John Arbo, Joshua Mitchell, Chris Wolfman, Cuthbert Son, Ryan McDowell, Robert Cousins, Rob Gould, Nate Nagel, Tucker Abaddon, Ernie Cooper, Emery James Baker, Christopher Rutzis, Zane Omar, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Derek Whitsum, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, Blake Warren, Jake Gray, Christopher Lowset, Juan Correa, Scott Kennedy, Robert Smith, Rob Nordwick, Rob Grant, 
Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Manta, Steve Merkel, Brad Thomas, Mark Cross, Brad Page, Eddie Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anstead, Paul Corrigan, Will Kerr, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Moo Gravett, Colin Anderson. That's right, if you didn't hear those first names again, there was Scott Hamilton, Ivan Mercross, Mary Peters, Gordon G. Richard III, Sean Arnold, Joshua Mitchell, Chris Wilbur Jefferson, Ryan McDermott, Robert Cousins, Ron Crawley, Okay, that was nearly one and a half. <laughs> nearly one and a half there. That was. Uh, that was. You can uh, you can tell that Dan hasn't listened to this uh, anywhere near this far into the podcast for a while because that was a surprise to you, wasn't it? I was uh, I was laughing quite a lot. <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You know where to go if you want to try and make me keel over by the end of the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at @guitarnerds or on YouTube YouTube at guitarnerds videos. You can YouTube. even visit our website guitarnerds.net where all our various channels are displayed in all of their glory. You can even purchase Guitarnet's merchandise and become a true member of the club. That's it from us this week. We'll catch you next time for some more guitar nerdery. Thanks very much. Adios. Cheers, gang. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.